Chapters three and four of Beautiful Joe. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. This reading by Allison Hester of Athens, Georgia. Beautiful Joe by Marshall Saunders. Chapter three My Kind Deliverer and Miss Laura there was a young man going by on a bicycle he heard my screams and springing off his bicycle came hurrying up the path and stood among us before jenkins caught sight of him in the midst of my pain i heard him say fiercely what have you been doing to that dog i've been cutting his ears for biting my young gentleman says jenkins there's no law to prevent that is there and there is no law to prevent my giving you a beating said the young man angrily in a trice he had seized jenkins by the throat and was pounding him with all his might mrs jenkins came and stood at the house door crying but making no effort to help her husband bring me a towel the young man cried to her after he had stretched jenkins bruised and frightened on the ground she snatched off her apron and ran down with it and the young man wrapped me in it and taking me carefully in his arms walked down the path to the gate there were some little boys standing there watching him their mouths wide open with astonishment sonny he said to the largest of them if you will come behind and carry this dog i will give you a quarter the boy took me and we set out i was all smothered up in a cloth and moaning with pain but still i looked out occasionally to see which way we were going we took the road to the town and stopped in front of a house on washington street the young man leaned his bicycle up against the house took a quarter from his pocket and put it in the boy's hands and lifting me gently in his arms went up a lane leading to the back of the house there was a small stable there he went into it put me down on the floor and uncovered my body some boys were playing about the stable and i heard them say in horrified tones oh cousin harry what's the matter with that dog hush he said don't make a fuss you jack go down to the kitchen and ask mary for a basin of warm water and a sponge and don't let your mother or laura hear you a few minutes later the young man had bathed my bleeding ears and tail and had rubbed something on them that was cool and pleasant and had bandaged them firmly with strips of cotton i felt much better and was able to look about me I was in a small stable that was evidently not used for a stable, but more for a playroom. There were various kinds of toys scattered about, and a swing and bar, such as boys love to twist about on, in two different corners. In a box against the wall was a guinea pig, looking at me in an interested way. This guinea pig's name was Jeff, and he and I became good friends. A long-haired French rabbit was hopping about, 
and a tame white rat was perched on the shoulder of one of the boys and kept his foothold there no matter how suddenly the boy moved there were so many boys and the stable was so small that i suppose he was afraid he would get stepped on if he went on the floor he stared hard at me with his little red eyes and never even glanced at a queer-looking gray cat that was watching me too from her bed in the back of the vacant horse stall out in the sunny yard some pigeons were pecking at grain and a spaniel lay asleep in a corner i had never seen anything like this before and my wonder at it almost drove the pain away mother and i always chased rats and birds and once we killed a kitten while i was puzzling over it one of the boys cried out here's laura take that rag out of the way said mr harry kicking aside the old apron i had been wrapped in and that was stained with blood one of the boys stuffed it into a barrel and they all looked toward the house a young girl holding up one hand to shade her eyes from the sun was coming up the walk that led from the house to the stable i thought then that i had never seen such a beautiful girl and i think so still she was tall and slender and had lovely brown eyes and brown hair and a sweet smile and just to look at her was enough to make one love her i stood in the stable door staring at her with all my might why what a funny dog she said and stopped short to look at me up to this i had not thought what a queer-looking sight i must be now i twisted round my head saw the white bandage on my tail and knowing i was not a fit spectacle for a pretty young lady like that i slunk into a corner poor doggie have i hurt your feelings she said and with a sweet smile at the boys she passed by them and came up to the guinea pig's box behind which i had taken refuge what's the matter with your head good dog she said curiously as she stooped over me he has a cold in it said one of the boys with a laugh so we put a nightcap on she drew back and turned very pale cousin harry there are drops of blood on this cotton who has hurt this dog dear laura and the young man coming up laid his hand on her shoulder he got hurt and i have been bandaging him who hurt him i had rather not tell you but i wish to know her voice was as gentle as ever but she spoke so decidedly that the young man was obliged to tell her everything all the time he was speaking she kept touching me gently with her fingers when he had finished his account of rescuing me from jenkins she said quietly you will have the man punished what is the use that won't stop him from being cruel it will put a check on his cruelty i don't think it would do any good said the young man doggedly cousin harry and the young girl stood up very straight and tall her brown eyes flashing and one hand pointing at me will you let that pass that animal has been wronged it looks to you to right it the coward who has maimed it for life should be punished 
a child has a voice to tell its wrong a poor dumb creature must suffer in silence in bitter bitter silence and eagerly as the young man tried to interrupt her you were doing the man himself an injustice if he is bad enough to ill-treat his dog he will ill-treat his wife and children if he is checked and punished now for his cruelty he may reform and even if his wicked heart is not changed he will be obliged to treat them with outward kindness through fear of punishment the young man looked convinced and almost as ashamed as if he had been the one to crop my ears what do you want me to do he said slowly and looking sheepishly at the boys who were staring open-mouthed at him and the young girl the girl pulled a little watch from her belt i want you to report that man immediately it is now five o'clock i will go down to the police station with you if you like very well he said his face brightening and together they went off to the house end of chapter three my kind deliverer and miss laura chapter four the morris boys add to my name the boys watched them out of sight then one of them whose name i afterward learned was jack and who came next to miss laura in age gave a low whistle and said doesn't the old lady come out strong when anyone or anything gets abused i'll never forget the day she found me setting jim on the black cat of the wilsons she scolded me and then she cried till i didn't know where to look plague on it how was i going to know he killed the old cat i only wanted to drive it out of the yard come on let's look at the dog they all came and bent over me as i lay on the floor in my corner I wasn't much used to boys, and I didn't know how they would treat me, but I soon found by the way they handled me and talked to me that they knew a good deal about dogs and were accustomed to treat them kindly. It seemed very strange to have them pat me and call me good dog. No one had ever said that to me before today. He's not much of a beauty, is he? said one of the boys whom they called Tom not by a long shot said jack morris with a laugh not any nearer the beauty mark than yourself tom tom flew at him and they had a scuffle the other boys paid no attention to them but went on looking at me one of them a little boy with eyes like miss laura's said what did cousin harry say the dog's name was joe answered another boy the little chap that carried him home told him we might call him ugly joe then said a lad with a round fat face and laughing eyes i wondered very much who this boy was and later on i found out that he was another of miss laura's brothers and his name was ned there seemed to be no end to the moors boys i don't think laura would like that said jack morris suddenly coming up behind him he was very hot and was breathing fast but his manner was as cool as if he had never left the group about me he had beaten tom who was sitting on a box ruefully surveying a hole in his jacket you see he went on gaspingly 
if you call him ugly joe her ladyship will say that you are wounding the dear dog's feelings beautiful joe would be more to her liking a shout went up from the boys i didn't wonder that they laughed plain looking as i naturally was but i must have been hideous in those bandages beautiful joe then let it be they cried let us go and tell mother and ask her to give us something for our beauty to eat they all trooped out of the stable and i was very sorry for when they were with me i did not mind so much the tingling in my ears and the terrible pain in my back they soon brought me some nice food but i could not touch it so they went away to their play and i lay in the box they put me in trembling with pain and wishing that the pretty young lady was there to stroke me with her gentle fingers by and by it got dark the boys finished their play and went into the house and i saw lights twinkling in the windows i felt lonely and miserable in this strange place i would not have gone back to jenkins for the world still it was the only home i had known and though i felt that i should be happy here i had not yet gotten used to this change then the pain all through my body was dreadful my head seemed to be on fire and there were sharp darting pains up and down my backbone i did not dare to howl lest i should make the big dog jim angry he was sleeping in a kennel out in the yard the stable was very quiet up in the loft above some rabbits that i had heard running about had now gone to sleep the guinea pig was nestling in the corner of his box and the cat and the tame rat had scampered into the house long ago at last i could bear the pain no longer i sat up in my box and looked about me i felt as if i was going to die and though i was very weak there was something inside me that made me feel as if i wanted to crawl away somewhere out of sight i slunk out into the yard and along the stable wall where there was a thick clump of raspberry bushes i crept in among them and lay down in the damp earth i tried to scratch off my bandages but they were fastened on too firmly and i could not do it i thought about my poor mother and wished she was here to lick my sore ears though she was so unhappy herself she never wanted to see me suffer if i had not disobeyed her i would not now be suffering so much pain she had told me again and again not to snap at jenkins for it made him worse in the midst of my trouble i heard a soft voice calling joe joe it was miss laura's voice but i felt as if there were weights on my paws and i could not go to her joe joe she said again and again she was going up the walk to the stable holding up a lighted lamp in her hand she had on a white dress and i watched her till she disappeared in the stable she did not stay long in there she came out and stood on the gravel joe joe beautiful joe where are you you were hiding somewhere but i shall find you then she came right to the spot where i was 
"'Poor doggie,' she said, stooping down and patting me. "'Are you very miserable? And did you crawl away to die? I have had dogs to do that before, but I am not going to let you die, Joe.' And she set her lamp on the ground and took me in her arms. I was very thin then, not nearly so fat as I am now. Still, I was quite an armful for her, but she did not seem to find me heavy. She took me right into the house, through the back door, and down a long flight of steps, across a hall, and into a snug kitchen. "'For the land sakes, Miss Laura,' said a woman who was bending over a stove, "'what have you got there?' a poor sick dog mary said miss laura seating herself on a chair will you please warm a little milk for him and have you a box or a basket down here that he can lie in i guess so said the woman but he's awful dirty you're not going to let him sleep in the house are you only for tonight he is very ill a dreadful thing happened to him mary and Miss Laura went on to tell her how my ears had been cut off. Oh, that's the dog the boys were talking about, said the woman. Poor creature, he's welcome to all I can do for him. She opened a closet door and brought out a box and folded a piece of blanket for me to lie on. Then she heated some milk in a saucepan and poured it in a saucer and watched me while Miss Laura went upstairs to get a little bottle of something that would make me sleep. They poured a few drops of this medicine into the milk and offered it to me. I lapped a little, but could not finish it, even though Miss Laura coaxed me very gently to do so. She dipped her finger in the milk and held it out to me, and though I did not want it, I could not be ungrateful enough to refuse to lick her finger as often as she offered it to me. After the milk was gone, Mary lifted up my box and carried me into the washroom that was off the kitchen. I soon fell sound asleep, and I could not rouse myself through the night, even though I both smelled and heard someone coming near me several times. The next morning, I found out that it was Miss Laura. Whenever there was a sick animal in the house, no matter if it was only the tame rat, she would get up two or three times in the night to see if there was anything she could do to make it more comfortable. End of chapter 4, The Morris Boys Add to My Name.